Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are on this cold Shocktober morning, evening, afternoon. Ooh, Shocktober Fletch. It's Shocktober. You scared? You scared? Terrified. Terrified. My name is Malachi J. Matthews. This is Super Tech Film Club Shocktober. That is Hollywood Fletch. And the other one is Magic Mark. <laughs> the other one. The Hello. other one. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, Magic Mark? I'm all right, yeah. Um, bored of everything. We're not actually together for the first time in a couple of weeks because the COVID, the lockdown shenanigans, Mark, got... Mark can't leave Manchester. They're yeah, it's big... not more strict, isn't it? So we're behaving yeah. like good citizens. So, yeah, he's not allowed to come down. So he's stuck at home, bored to tears. So yeah. have you been up to anything this week? Well, I've had you on my podcast. I've, I have uh, been and done your podcast. I said some very informative things. Yeah, you came yeah. on my podcast, which is called Life's Milestones, and it is a lot more serious than Super Tap Film Club. And um, oh. you talked about many serious things, like birth and naming ceremonies and weddings and relationships and funerals and death and stuff. And you did you did all of that, Gubbins. You were very, did, a very yeah. nice guest. Very nice guest. So, Shocktober. Last week we did Hellraiser 3. Yeah. Week before that it was Jason X. This week we asked people to choose from the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And Fletcher, what did they pick for us to watch? Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors! Dokken. Nice bit of Dokken for you there. Yeah, Dream Warriors. So this is what the public wanted. Is this the one that you voted for? No, you didn't. You, you said you didn't know because you've only ever seen the second one. So at least you're watching them, in, watching them in order. Well, yeah, from the second onwards. From the second onwards. And then when we get to the end, we can treat the first one like a prequel, like Phantom Menace. Oh. We can go back to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, this is Hello. the one that you, you picked, because we obviously, we put some of our own picks in ourselves when, when we put it to the vote. And you picked this one, didn't you, Mark? I did. And um, I picked this because I just loved it. And it's one of the few films... My parents were relatively strict as a kid and I didn't get to see many 18s. But I went on a school trip and we managed to convince the teachers to put Dream Warriors on. We were all about 14 and 15. So I watched Dream Warriors on the coach on this school trip and um, bloody loved it. I mean, I, at school, I used to pirate videos. I had a list, copies of The Exorcist and things like that. But this was one that I was absolutely obsessed with. Part three and part four, I watched to absolute death as a kid. I had them both on, I'd put them both on the same tape, one after the other. And uh, yeah, I used to, I watched that tape to death. Uh, to the point where I never saw, this is this is a weird thing, I never saw part five of Nightmare on Elm Street till two weeks ago. Huh. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. But I saw six and seven in the cinema. I saw Freddy's Dead in the cinema with the 3D glasses at the end. Freddy's dead, by the, the way. DVD, the, the video came with a set of Freddy glasses, didn't it? And you had to put it them did. on. Yeah, it did, yeah. And uh, Bad Taste Video covered uh, Freddy's Dead a couple of weeks ago, so go and check that out. So, we're not learning about Freddy's Dead today. We're talking about 1987's Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors, as Dokken said. Directed by Chuck Russell, guys. Chuck Russell. This is not the first time he has been in the club. Is it not? No, he was the director of The Blob. The Blob? Mmm. And the 1988 Good. remake of The Blob. He also directed The Mask, the Jim Carrey what, in, Oh, that one? The, yeah. The comic book conversion? Yeah, and The Scorpion King. Good grief. It's funny enough, we're resting our microphone on a copy of The Scorpion King today. <laughs> the writers of this film, this was written by Wes Craven. Obviously, Wes Craven had nothing to do with the second film at all. But he came back for this one and he wrote it. But the original script that he uh, submitted for it was actually the script that was New Nightmare that came out several years later, the one where it's quite meta and Freddy comes to life in the real world. That was the oh. original idea for Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The original idea was that Freddy comes to life in the real world. Have you never seen the New Nightmare? That's like what happens in the second one and people complained about it. Yeah, but what it is, it's, it's about the people acting in the film. It's a film about them making the Freddy films. Right. But Freddy is that evil. He comes through into the fabric of the human world. Yeah, and Robert England yeah. plays Robert England and Freddy. Yeah. So it's kind of like Seed of Chucky. Patricia Arquette, sister of David Arquette, 
ready to run. Well, this is the first film she was ever in. She got picked for ear-piercing, annoying screaming. Amazing. And I think, Fletcher, you, you think she, her performance was really good in this film, don't you? Yeah, I love Patricia you, I know you love Patricia Arquette, and I've not said... It's a good job she's playing someone with a sleep deprivation problem in this film because she's very drowsy for the whole film. No, but, she's not. Apart from when she's screaming. No, she's not. She's she, dull as dishwater, Fletcher. No, you are wrong. I'm with Fletcher on this. Yeah. Okay. I uh, maybe. Okay, so you both thought she was good at the heroin? Yes. Good. Yeah. Your eyes are stupid. My eyes are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Heather Langenkamp is back from the first one. But obviously, when we were watching this, Fletcher didn't understand the reveal because he'd not seen the first film. Yeah, I, um, I like that they got Nancy back. I think um, the second one, isn't the second one kind of generally ignored because it doesn't fit the ongoing plot that hits from one, three, four onwards? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah they kind of completely ignore the second one. Uh, John Saxon's back, second time he's been in the club. Oh, he was there fighting old sexy, sexy Dan Robot Man, wasn't he? Hands of steel. Boom! Back in the club, because he's Nancy's dad. Robert Ungland, third time in the club. This is the second Freddy film we've done. And it was in that film with Gene Simmons, wasn't it? When Gene Simmons had some boobs. Never never to you, never to you. The bad Bond one. There's only one bad Bond. There's only one bad Bond, and we've already mentioned him. John Saxon. John Saxon. Bam! He's not Bond, but he will kick. Bolo Young to death. In the dick. In the dick, yeah. The dick kicks Bolo dick. Young to death. Uh, Larry Fishburne, not Lawrence. Larry Fishburne here. Yeah, free yeah. Lawrence why? Fishburne. Yeah, why is he Larry, not Lawrence? Was he... Maybe, maybe when he became a serious actor, he decided to have a serious name. Laz, big Laz. It's because he did Boys in the Hood afterwards. And that's a serious film. Yes. Mm. Seriously mm. good. Seriously good film. We can't even mention it on this because it's a that's a real film. Patricia Arquette is stay, staying up, building an effigy of the house that Nancy used to live in, that Jesse used to live in, the Nightmare House from the Nightmare on Elm Street films. She's listening to Dokken really loud, into the fire, to keep herself awake. She's drinking Diet Coke and eating spoons of coffee. Fletcher actually thought she was eating spoons of Bisto when we were watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it did, I mean though. It's a big, strong start, isn't it? A proper horror theme with some 80s music and then some Coca-Cola. I mean, that earns a love heart, Coca-Cola. I like I like Coca-Cola. Mm. See, you don't get... With the 80s, 80s horror films, you used to get either a rock song at the end and during the film that was about the film, or a rap song, don't you? You don't get that anymore. I, I really miss that in the film. When you get... You know, like Shaka or Dream Warriors. Oh, well, actually, they're all Wes Craven examples. Actually, this is quite like Shocker. Is this a rip-off of Shocker? <laughs> I think it might be. He does jump in the telly. He jumps in the telly, yeah. There is quite a lot similar, isn't there? Yeah, Wes Craven and his, his crazy ideas. His yeah. one crazy his idea. His one crazy idea. And they're both magnificent, that's for sure. Yeah. So we've got a good example here. Kristen's mum, we talk about it. There's no grey area with parents in 80s films. They're either absolute cunts who don't give a shit about their kids or they're soppy as shit. And uh, we've got one of the latter here, 80s douche mum. She's been out with some kind of business douche. She's like, what are you doing still up drinking coffee? Well, eating coffee with a spoon and listening to Dokken. It's past one o'clock in the morning. So I thought I'd wait up for you. She's like, well, I've got people around. I've got somebody around. And it's like, from downstairs, where'd you keep the bourbon? She's got some fucking business douche downstairs. She All she wants to do is fuck that fella and drink the bourbon, yeah? Not right. bothered about the kids. Is her mother a hooker? <laughs> is Maybe. that her job? <laughs> Maybe she's one of those high-price executive well, 80s Okay, I, don't I thought she was. I thought that the implication was that her mum had turned to being a hooker since they broke up with her dad. Is that not right? I don't think. I don't know. I think she's just been putting it about a bit. I don't know. Right. I don't know, Mark. I mean, it's something to think about. Something. But she makes Kristen go to bed. But Kristen says, "I'm still having these awful dreams." She sleeps. The model house that she's been, she wakes up and she's outside the Elm Street house. There's kids singing the one, two, Freddy's coming for you situation. She walks up to the door, follows a little girl on a tricycle into the house. Like, 
It's scary, Fletch. Stop making children sound. It's so scary. scary. It scares you, doesn't it? Do you not like it, Fletch? No, I wasn't scared. You were scared. I was not. That's good. Do you know Think what? About you've not been that scared since Dolly Dearest. No, we know the last. The last film that scared me was Host. Oh, Host, yeah, that wasn't on the show yet. That scared you. We had to... The Shudder exclusive film Host that came out a few weeks ago, Fletcher texted me and said, I've got Host, I want to watch it, but I'm going to have to come around yours and watch it with you and Sarah because I'm scared. So... <laughs> <laughs> and you were. He was. He was terrified. I simply enjoy horror films the way they're intended. Yeah, well, that's good. It's my fault. My problem is... Desensitised. I've seen too much violence, Fletch. It's supposed to be horrifying, but I just let it wash over me. You say that about horror films, but I did feel like the jump scares in this were on point, and there was some really innovative shit going on with the kind of deaths and the kind of metamorphosizing of Freddy. I got a little bit scared, and the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the horror was good, and the jumps got me. And jumps don't get me. Jaws gets me, but Jaws. very few jumpy things get me these days. Mm. Same thing, desensitised me. But I wasn't with this. It was great. So down in the basement of the house, the furnace comes on and it's full of the skulls of all the Elm Street children that he diddled and then burnt in the oven. Ugh! Footstairs upstairs, the little girl's like, Freddy's home. So Kristen picks up the little girl and she runs through the house of horrors. With the doll. With the doll. Yeah, it's the real girl, Fletch. It's not, she's just clinging onto it, her arms around it, and just belting it down the corridor. Running in slow-mo goo floor. And you've got her fucking legs just bouncing around everywhere for this little doll. It's good, but Freddy, in the background, slow-mo, puts his hand up in his, in his Freddy pose, and he's going for her. I love how he just runs down the corridor with his hand just stretched out behind him. Well, it's like in Jason X when he gets frozen with his knife in his hand. Yeah. You've got to get frozen like your action figure pose. Yeah, he's doing his necker pose. <laughs> yeah. The little girl says, put me down, you're hurting me. She looks at the little girl, it's dead, it's bloody dead. Ear-piercing scream. The first time we hear the banshee cry of Arquette. She's like, she wakes up, she goes to the bathroom and goes, that was a crazy dream. She is quite the screamer, isn't she? Well, that's how she got the part. I just thought, right, what else has she been in? And I thought of uh, True Romance. There's a lot of screaming in that. There's loads of screaming in Yeah, that. she's quite dopey in that as well. Do you just not like her? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. She's just... Anyway, it doesn't matter. She gets up, she goes into the bathroom, she looks in the mirror, goes all foggy, Freddy appears, the taps, or the faucets, turn into fucking Freddy's hands. One of them, as we know, trademark, one of Freddy's hands, covered in blades. Blish, brash, bosh. Slits the poor girl's wrist. Mommy don't give a shit, she comes upstairs, thinks she's trying to top herself. Bosh. There's some really bad ADR in this scene. Was there? Did you not notice? Because Patricia Arquette is screaming her head off. Yeah. And it keeps cutting to her face, and it's just not in sync. She's clearly not screaming as loud or as hard in the scene. Do you reckon they had an afternoon and screaming? They probably went, do you know what? You weren't screaming enough. Can you, can can you just that record again? you fucking belting it out and just put it over that? Yeah. Honestly, I don't, th I don't think I spotted the ADR because I was enjoying the evil tap. It was yeah. cool and it very much earned a love heart. I didn't spot that ADR, but maybe I'm looking at it through a nostalgia lens, going into it, knowing that I love this film. I wasn't looking for the kind of stuff that I might be looking for if I was trying to be critical about a film. There's one thing in horror that always gets me. It's the realistic things. The one thing that um, I hated in Hellraiser, that made, I still can't watch it now, is the bit when the guy cuts his hand on the nail. I've got a real funny thing. It's quite stupid for a man who gets smashed with glass quite often. I've got a real funny thing about the backs of hands and wrists being cut in films. It just drives me mad. It makes me feel sick. It really does. Maybe it's because hmm. I'm a veiny man. There's certain parts of the body that, that just, yeah. are just worse. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's it. Like in I Saw the Devil. I've not seen that. Never mind then. Save it. Save it. We'll watch it this afternoon. You never heard of it? No. Is that the Spanish one? No, it's it's South Korean. I don't know. You're looking at me like it's one that it's, it's going to bother me. 
We'll, we'll watch it later. And we'll it's, see. it's fucking psychotic. Okay, yeah. Western Hills Psychiatric Hospital. Now, is this the same psychiatric hospital that the kids in Jason, Freddy vs. Jason, escape from? No. Is it not? Because they're all on hypnocillin that as well, aren't they? The dream repressants. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, yeah. Larry Fishburne is dishing out the meds to a ragtag group of misfits. They're all having issues with nightmares. Freddy's knocking off all the kids and making it look like suicide. We've just seen it with Arquette. Terrible situation. Now, you've got Dr. Gordon. He's in charge of all these kids. He's cool. He's hip. He's on the kids' level. He's checking on the kids because he's a caring, sharing man. Good old Neil Gordon. Nancy from part one is now doing groundbreaking work with nightmares. And she's just got a job at this hospital. But Dr. Gordon doesn't want her anywhere. He's like, I don't want any outside help from some hot shop who thinks that they can come help just so they can get a book published. <laughs> well, that's how it goes, unfortunately. And then he saw that she was fit and he was okay with it. Yeah, he wasn't bothered. He was like, oh, she's... Yeah, that, that's like literally this guy's whole character. Everything he does in this film is just because he fancies Nancy. She's like, I think you should believe in this pedo ghost. Pedo ghost, yeah. And he's like, sure, babe. Yeah, yeah. let's do it, yeah. Let's do it. So Kristen has been brought in uh, by a shitbag mum who doesn't give a shit. And she's like, she's doing it for attention. She's just doing this for attention. But she's freaking out, she's screaming. She's picked out her stitches, smashing up the medical room. Dr. Gordon tries to calm her down. And she, he gets the needle, he's, like, he's gonna sedate her. She's like, that's the last thing I want. She grabs a knife, she jibs Larry. Have that, Larry. In the arm. Sticks that, Larry. Sticks that, Larry. She stands in the corner going, five, six, gonna be cruising. They start singing the Freddy rhyme. Brandishing a knife and sobbing. Nine, ten, never, never, never sleep again. In walks Nancy, looking like she's aged 25 years in the past four years since the last film she was in. I thought she looked great. She does look great, but she looks a lot older than she does in the first one, which came out in 1984. She has big, feathery 80s hair. She has, yeah. I think it's cool that she looks older and that there's a differentiation between her age and, and the kids. It's... It's a nice dynamic, actually, I think. Did they just dye a streak into her hair? Uh, that happens at the end of the first one. The fear sends her hair grey. Kind of like Ash Williams. Yeah, exactly like Ash Williams, exactly. I'd love a, a bit of hair like that. I'd love a great, a, something so scary had happened that my hair goes white on one side. I'd have made you add that. Did you? She takes the knife from Kristen calmly, and Kristen's like, Nancy's here. Nancy says, Nancy's got you. I hope she doesn't die. Dr. Gordon tells Nancy that all these kids are survivors. They're, they're severely sleep disordered, insomnia, narcolepsy, bedwetting. Your general bad nighttime juju happens for these kids. How can you have insomnia and narcolepsy? Yeah, I was thinking that as well. <laughs> they, Maybe some well, of them have got not... one and some of them have got the other. Yeah. Okay then, thank you, Captain Sensible. I might say that. I don't want to be Captain Sensible. I've just done it twice, haven't I? Captain Sensible. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark, with your serious podcast. Uh, my favourite oh, My favourite episode of Frasier is the one where Niles gets narcolepsy. Hilarious. I do love a sitcom. Anyway. No. Oh, God. Yes, they're, they're all survivors, but the one common thread is the nightmares. The nightmares! They seem to share a group delusion. A boogeyman, if you will. They'll do anything to avoid going to sleep. We lost a kid a few months ago because he cut his own eyelids off to stay awake. But That is an image, isn't it? Well, it's such a strong image that it's just horrible hearing them say it. Yeah, it does go, oh! Every, I must have watched this film 30 times and every time it's on, I, I do go, oh! Because you think about it. Think about it. Super gruesome. Well, do you remember that cartoon? What was it called? Gruesome, gruesome kids stories for gruesome kids or something like that. It was a C. It was on like CITV, but there no. was a, there was a story on there about a guy called the Peeler that would come and if you didn't go to sleep, he would peel off your eyelids so you would never go to sleep. This was on a children's program. The Sounds Peeler. Scary as hell. Yeah, it, it, it was. Oh, I've got goosebumply now, thinking about it. Oh, oh, oh. it's like watching ghost news. Serious. <laughs> Serious stuff. But yeah, Nancy knows the shit when it comes to nightmares, obviously. But 
some pills fall out of the bag. She's on a new experimental drug, guys, called Hypnosil that stops you from dreaming. Hang on a second. Ghost nun. It's <laughs> not a ghost. Not a ghost, sorry. <laughs> ruined it. You ruined oh, it. Ruined. Oh, sorry. Nun. You fucking... She looks like a right. ghost nun. Turn it off. <laughs> You've ruined the ending. <laughs> You've ruined the ending now by saying that. You're called a ghost nun. Shh. <laughs> That's what she's called for the rest of the programme. Ghost, ghost nun. nun. Ghost nun, yeah. You've ruined the ending. Right, OK. Well, you've ruined the ending. That's it. Oh. Right. Calm down. I'm we meet. What? I'm done. We meet the kids. First up, Philip. He makes puppets, Philip. He's not allowed sharp instruments, obviously, because he'll top himself. Philip, do you recognise him? Yes. Where, where from? Class of 1999. He is the man from that film, yeah. The main street punk, the Harry Potter of street the punks. The Harry Potter of street punks. Here he is. Now he's the puppet man, sleepwalking puppet man. I did Gosh. enjoy seeing him. Yeah, there he is. You go, oh, there he is. I, I remember you. He's a cool dude. I love him. Yeah. Uh, Kincaid, he's there. Tough guy. And sassy. I enjoyed Kincaid's sass. In fact, Kincaid's sass earns a love heart. He, he doesn't take no shit. He only delivers it. Did you know how he got the part, Mark? I don't. He didn't actually want to audition for this film, but he was convinced to by his agent. Okay. And he walked there, and apparently it was very heavy rain, and he walked all the way there, got soaking wet, and then they had a delay on the audition, so he was sat there for hours, sopping wet, waiting for his audition. What happened is, once he walked in the room, Chuck Russell said, just do whatever, do whatever. And he just went, do you know what? Fuck you, and fuck you. I've been waiting here for fucking hours. And he just went fucking mental, and he gave him the job. <laughs> Brilliant. He literally got the job by being super sassy. Sass pays, Mark. There you go. Next on the list of misfits, we meet Joey. Joey the Mute. Now, Joey the Mute, he's sweet on the MILF nurse. The MILF nurse, you would be sweet on the MILF nurse. It's MILF, milf nurse. Nancy goes to see Kristen's awful mum. Don't give a shit. She said, I've, I've wasted thousands of dollars on trying to sort this girl out. She's just mental. She's bonkers. You know, just get on with it. You sort it out, Nancy. Have you got a bag for her? Oh, the maid hasn't... So oh, Teresa! Teresa! That's the level of this person. Yeah, she wants the maid to pack a bag for her ill daughter. Nancy says, I'll go and do it. When she goes into her room, she's like, what the fuck is this effigy of my childhood house doing in here? <laughs> there you go. You'd think she'd be a bit more freaked out than she is. But she knows she's the vet. She's the experienced She knows one. how it's going. Yeah. She's the Ellen Ripley in this situation. Exactly. Yeah. So Kristen is in bed, drawing the house again, nodding off into the dream realm, and a tricycle rolls into the room with blood on its wheels, its bell rings, and then it just melts. Every nightmare she has, back in the Elm Street house, roast pig on the table. She looks at the roast pig, you can hear the flies. The pig is alive! It's a pig puppet. It's not a pig puppet. Do you know what they actually used for that? What? Dead pig. That's an actual dead pig from butchers, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if you want want a dead pig, then... Get one from the butchers. Use a dead pig. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what H.R. Geiger said on the set of Alien. Mm. If you want it to look like bones and meat... Get some bones and meat. Just put bones and meat in. Freddy Worm Attack! He comes... He turns up now. Worm Freddy tries to swallow. Tries to swallow Christian. You know, when this film came out, they originally they had to reshoot this because it looked too pink and it looked like a giant cock eating Patricia Arquette. <laughs> Shit. So that's why when he stands up and there's that close-up of his face when Nancy gets pulled into the dream and he goes, you, that's why he's all green and slimy because they covered him in shit because he just looked like a big dick. Yeah. I mean, the, I loved the nomming Freddy Snake. I did enjoy it, but... Is the, is the footage out there where we can see the cock, cock Freddy? I don't know. If anybody's got footage of the cock Freddy, can you please send that to our email address? We, we want to see Freddy's cock. Kristen has the power to pull people into her dreams. That's what she did to Nancy. She shouted Nancy and she fainted when oh, falls into a, into a chair into the dream world. She says, the man in my dreams is real, isn't he? She says to Nancy. And Nancy's like, yeah, he, that's why I've gone grey. That's why I'm so stressed out. 25, I look 48. Group session, straight talk only in here. All the other kids are here. You got Will in the wheelchair, 
He's into D&D. He loves his D&D. Good lad. He's in the wheelchair because he had some kind of accident that was something to do with, I don't know, his parents not giving a shit about him or something. No, they explain it in the scene. Was it a nightmare? They're all in there for the same reason, from apparent attempted suicide. Taryn, she's the girl that you've got in there. Uh, she says the only reason she's in here because it's because it's better than Juvie Hall, but she's all edgy. She's like lumberjack shirt. She's an ex junkie. You know what I mean? You have to have one of these in these films. She's a sassy junkie wise ass. All the kids had dreamt of Freddy before they met, but as it's the eighties, the adults don't listen to a tot of sense that these children say because in the eighties, that's what it was all about. Old lady Sims, old miserable old lady Sims, grot bags there. She's like these dreams are just a byproduct of guilt. Scars of moral conflict and overt sexuality. That explains it. Too much fiddling. Too much fiddling, yeah. King K said, great, now it's my dick that's killing me. <laughs> that's so sassy. Yeah, all the kids laugh. Now, Will and the kids are playing D&D. Will's the D&D man, he loves a bit of it. They're having a quick game before bedtime. Max comes and puts the lights out, puts the kids to bed. He said, he's a good lad. He's a good lad, this Max, this Larry Fishburne. I wish he was my dad. Wouldn't it be good if Larry was your dad? Like, furious. It'd be like a soothing... If you had a problem, I imagine these huge arms. You know, he's like a bear of a man. Anyway, <laughs> I think I've thought about it too much. He'll teach you Kung Fu. Well, exactly. He would, yeah. Larry puts the kids to bed, but as soon as he's gone out of the room, the kids are taking turns to sleep whilst the other one watches over them, like we had in Shocker, like we had in Nightmare on Elm Street 1 as well with Johnny Depp. This is what Johnny Depp did. Should we watch the first one this afternoon? No. I don't think you're ever going to watch it, are you? No. I think one it's day... It's become a thing now. Yeah. One day you're going to get really ill and I'm going to make you watch it. Like... Is this some type of, like, misery type situation? <laughs> so, yeah, Nancy wants to put all the kids on Hypnosil. No dreams equals bonkers kids get a silent night. That is the science of the night time, that is. What are you doing? I'm pulling the rings apart from the, from the beer. What, in case a swan eats it? Yes, what if it gets stuck on a dog? In the Midlands. In okay, the... are you going to put it in the bin? Where's it going to go? Where? Edgehog, edgehog. Hey, Caught round the edgehog. Okay. Or a turtle. Or t okay. Oh, don't oh. even. I love the noble turtle. This is where we get the first of the kids knocked off. Philip from class of 1999. Claymation, Brothers Quay style, Freddy Puppet. Wicked stuff. I love a bit of stop frame animation. I know you do too. I do. I but did yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. really cool and earned to love art. It reminded me of the... Do you remember uh, the Quay brothers used to... They, I think they did some of the tall videos. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that. It wasn't then that... I looked it up. It wasn't then that did this, but they were doing, doing a lot of similar stuff around the same time. Then tall videos were... Mm. Dark. Dark puppetry. Mm. But yeah, Freddy cuts the ligaments out of uh, Phil's arms and legs and uses him like a human puppet. See, this is what I mean when I was talking about earlier. There's certain places on the body yes, where if you see it in a horror film, it's like... Mm. Backs of the hands, and that's and the was, same thing. Yeah, but it was like... The tops the, of the feet. The tendons on the front of his feet. Ugh. Yeah. Horrible. Mm. Yeah. So this scene... It obviously earns a love heart. The puppet death is wonderful. The, the 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 veins are gruesome. The walk is really creepy. The way Freddy looms over him is incredible. I genuinely think that this is my favourite horror film death in all of ever. Really? Yeah. I can't think of anything else that I love more than this. That's it, strong. Ever since I saw it the first time on that school trip when I shouldn't have done, I, I just... I think this is it. I think this is my favourite ever horror death. Wow. That's a strong, strong claim, Mr. Adams. It is, isn't it? Yeah. But I really can't think of anything else. Personally, I'm a solid Samuel Jackson gets eaten by a shark on dry land guy. That's that a is a very good death. Yeah. I'm trying to think what mine is. Do you know what? The one that keeps springing into my head? It's the one from a few weeks ago, Jason X, frozen face, bosh it on the side. That's a good one. That's a good death for a bad film. a good film. one. Yeah. There's one, in fi there's one in Final Destination when a um, barbed wire fence cuts through someone as well. That's good. I've just, th I've just thought of another one, Mark, from Final Destination. It's another Final Destination one. 
uh, where the kid looks up and gets flattened by a piece of glass. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, so puppet death, as we see, all the kids are screaming as uh, Class of 1999 falls to his death as Freddy cuts his strings. <laughs> Sad to see him go. Sad to see him go, but thanks for coming back. Again, the adults don't listen to a fucking tot from these stupid teenagers. They're like, they don't believe this Freddy poppycock one bit. They might as well just say, go to bed, get to bed, get to bed, you idiots, which is basically what they do. There was something that really got me about the kid running through the corridors trying to wake everyone, but he can't talk. Oh, Joey, yeah, he can't, yeah. It's good though, isn't it? Panic. Yeah, there was something really good about that scene. It is a good film, this one. Good film. But like Mark says, it's a good death. I think it's got a really good cast. Yeah, it has. It has. Unfortunately, though, in, in 4, there's a lot of the characters remain. The surviving characters are in part 4. Mm. Patricia Arquette doesn't return in part 4, though. Shame. Shame. Yeah, King Kate tells the old lady to stop blowing smoke up my ass. Stop blowing smoke up my ass. I love his sassy voice. I so love it. sassy. Yeah. And she wants to sedate all the kids. She's like, she don't listen to it. She's like, right, drug him first. Get him in the quiet room. And he just says, fuck off. Fuck off. And he kicks off. Larry comes in and he gets put in the cooler. She's like, what these kids need is a good night's sleep. Get to bed. But Dr. Gunn says, right, you old bat. I'm giving these kids hypnosil. And she's like, what? He says, it's, I, I'll stop you there. I know what it is, Gordon. Not giving these kids crazy brain drugs. What? You're not giving them brain drugs in a brain hospital, you savage. She's a bit of a nurse rat. She is a nurse rat. Yes, She's exactly. A yeah. Dr. Gordon just wants the end of the dreams for the kids. He's got the kids' best interest in mind. And Nancy wants the hypnosis by tomorrow. Kincaid is in a padded cell trying to stay awake. Poor lad. Jennifer, talking about trying to stay awake. She's watching Critters on telly, burning herself with cigarettes. Is it Critters? She's watching Critters, yeah. Love Which it. is when you get a good death here as well. Zsa Zsa Gabor is on a talk show. The host says, who gives a fuck about what you think? Turns into Freddy. She tries to change the channel. But then robot arms come out, pick her up. Freddy's head comes out of the top of the TV with little antennas on top of his head. And he says, welcome to prime time, bitch. Smashes her head into the TV and she dies. Bosh. Hanging I mean, dingle dangle. This is a... Strong death after a very strong death. And Jar Jar Gabor? I mean, why did Jar Jar Gabor agree to be in a Freddy film? Love art. And the telly death. It's not gory, but it's brilliant. I'll tell you what. They're going to run out of love outs before Valentine's Day for the amount that are on my notes today. You're going to ruin Valentine's Day because Mark watched Nightmare on Street 3. That's it. Sarah can't have a card this year. <laughs> But that telly death, man, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, it's, it is brilliant. At Jennifer's funeral, Ghost Nun appears and tells Dr. Gordon, the unclean spirit needs to be laid to rest. It is an abomination to man and to God. Nancy goes over to Dr. Gordon and says, who are you talking to? And he says, this nun turns round. There is no nun. There is no nun. She zipped out. Zipped out, yeah. Like Batman. <laughs> 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 the next group session, Nancy tells the kids that she knows who's trying to kill them and she drops the hot knowledge of Freddy Krueger on both of them and onto Dr. Gordon. Could she not have mentioned this before two kids got murdered? I know what's going on. Could she not said any of this? Now there's two kids dead. Because she is from one of these films. She knows the adults won't listen. That's true, Fletcher. That, that is very true. She says, you're the last of the Elm Street kids. Your parents did this. You, they killed Freddy Krueger. And you're paying for it now. They've all got dream skills. Yeah. Kristen can pull them into a dream together. They can all combine and become dream warriors. Science, yeah. dream science. Group hypnosis. Everyone drops off within seconds. Because that's how it works, hypnosis. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They're... They sit there and then it didn't work. Oh, but it did work, Fletch. They were, they're in the realm. They're in the dream realm. Joey follows the MILF nurse off into the corridor because they all think that it hasn't worked. Like Fletch is saying, they think it ain't worked. They start playing with the Newton's cradle, but click, bop, click, bop, click. It don't click, there's 
it, it floats off. The balls float away because this indicates that we are now in the dream realm. Newton's law is not law here, flying around all over the place. And Will goes, right, if we're in the dream world, he stands up, he says, in my dreams I can walk, my legs are strong, and I am the wizard master. And he catches one of the floating balls, <sighs> turns it into a little birdie. What a bird. Was it a butterfly? I thought it was a bird, wasn't it? I thought it was a bird. Anything. Some, it turns it into something. Whatever it is, he's a nerd. What a nerd. Uh, he's a nerd. Nerd. Are you bullying him, Mark? You're bullying yeah. this man? Is that who you were in school? No, I was the nerd. <laughs> were you were you swirling kids in school? Absolutely not. I was the nerd that got bullied like like this lad. Yeah, because we have seen your collection of board games, Mark. I like to think Mark was just this horrible jock in school. <laughs> I really wasn't. I was the, I was the um <laughs> I was the governor's son, best mate with the Ed Masters kid, who, um, we, as we went down the stairs, we got spat on. Well, I take it back. Yeah. He's a nerd, though, isn't he? He is a nerd, yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Is that what you do? Are you projecting? You're like, fuck him. Fuck him. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He gets spat on when he's walking down the stairs just because his dad is a governor. Kristen can do flips in the dream world. Awesome. Flipping and kicking. That's that's her power. Patricia Arquette can do a one-handed cartwheel. Well, you have seen it. Kincaid can bend chair legs with his bare hands. He's like that. He's basically the Hulk in the dream world. Terran, Mohawk Street Punk with two flick knives. She says, in my dreams, I'm beautiful. Flick and I'm bad. That's it. That's it. She, her superpower is she has a Mohican. And some two knives. <laughs> and two knives. Yeah. How imaginative is this child? I have two knives. Meanwhile, back to Joey and the nurse. 48 minutes, 19 seconds, 80s milf boobs. High-waisted pants. I've not done it for a while. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back like a double axe handle. Old school. Well, like a crown? Yeah. You're like a degenerate. She ties Joey to the bed by spitting out tongues that tie him to the bed. Freddy comes out and he's like, what's the matter? You're tongue-tied. Amazing. He's strong on puns in part three. Is this the one where he just starts calling everyone bitch and making puns? And piggies. He calls everyone little piggies as well, otherwise. B- bitch. 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 Uh, yeah, it is. It's, yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bed falls away to reveal that Joey is being suspended above a green screen of hell. <laughs> Back in the group room, walls burn. It's turning to hell, to Freddy's domain. The dream realm. Hot doorknob. My favourite bit of this scene is the street punk girl. Because the walls are really hot and they're closing. And she's just stood there with her knives, just pointing the knives at the walls. (laughs) Like she's going to stab them. And she's got a leather costume on, so that's going to be hot. She's beautiful and bad. Yeah. She's clearly (laughs) bad at defending herself if she thinks those fucking knives are going to help her against a wall. Also, she must be sweating buckets. She's got hot gusset. Oh, ooh. Ooh. In the real world, Joey is now in a deep, deep coma. Dr. Gordon and Nancy have ballsed up massively, and they're really in big trouble with the big boss. So much so, he sacked them. He's like, get out. There's like two kids. One jumped out of the window. One jumped into a television. <laughs> the other one, one jumped into... Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't think about this. <laughs> They would have just found her head in telly and just gone, bloody hell, she's just leapt like a frog and just smashed her own head into that telly. That's the thing, you're right. They will have assumed that she commits suicide by basically doing an e-Honda dive into the telly. (laughs) (laughs) She just jumped off the coffee table. It was critters pushed her to it. She was watching Jean-Charles Capone and was like, no! (laughs) Nancy is at Joey's bedside and she's like, let go of him, you bastard. And then his belly <laughs> slashed in his belly. It says, come and get him, bitch. Bitch. Creepy love art. Now, Ghost Nun earlier on said to Gordon, you need to bury him. You need to sort him out, sanctify it. You know what I mean? I hate it whenever Freddy says bitch. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. I hate it. I think it makes it just look really stupid. 
It, it makes it look stupid. Yes. Okay. I enjoy that he bothered. All he really needed to put was come and get him. But he yeah. bothered to write bitch on because you know he got a bit of belly left. I know. I just write bitch. I don't know. It's just. It's just like. It's not. I it's don't not know. clever, is it? it well, no. Because I think about like say like The Exorcist when you've got this little girl who's just saying obscene, horrible things. And that's what made it shocking. I'm not surprised that Freddy swears. <laughs> yeah, because he's a bad lad. Because he's an horrible child murderer. Yeah. yeah. Only one person knows where this horrible child murderer's bones are laid to rest. And who is that, Fletch? John Saxon. John Saxon. It's not just John Saxon. It's sad, drunk John Saxon. The late, great John Saxon. May he rest in peace. Second time in the club. Last time he was here, fighting sexy damn robot man. One of my favourite films we've ever. Well, one done. of my favourite films ever, ever released in general. That film, I love it. Bam! Hands of steel. But yeah, he's Nancy's dad. Totally. We were talking about him earlier on, weren't we? He's very similar to Connery. Yeah. He's like, well, he's he's like this old school Hollywood handsome suave dude, isn't he? He is. Kind of like Harrison Ford. Mm, a Charlton Heston. Yeah. Mm. More Heston than Ford, I think. But anyway, he refuses to help them because he's been sacked for being a cop. Now he's just a security guard and he's loser dad. He's like, I'm not doing this. I've already killed Freddy Krueger once. I don't need to show you nothing. This scene, right, I do feel like maybe I'm unfair on the films we watch because every time something earns a double tick, it surprises me. And I, I didn't expect this film to, to have that. But I, I feel like the kind of shit that this man has gone through, he's fundamentally and irreparably damaged. Of course, becoming a drunk dad is exactly what would happen to that kind of man who's had that kind of trauma. Bad shit sends people to drink. And it's in a weird and wonderful film about a man with stabby hands killing kids in their dreams. Suddenly, this was really down-to-earth and really dark and brutal, but really accurate, I thought. So, yeah, well-earned double-tick. Meanwhile, old lady Sims at the hospital has sedated Kristen. And they're like, Freddy's going to get her. So they, the, the kids phone Nancy at the pub. They phone, <laughs> they, they phone the, the phone. No, they, they page him. They page, oh, is that what happens? Right, they page him. So they get back in touch, and yeah, it's the hysterical Moel girl's on the phone, and she, she's like, they, Kristen, they're drugged her. She's getting, Freddie's going to get her. They're like, shit. Nancy goes to sort out the kids. Gordon stays behind, and he roughs up John Saxon. He's like, sort yourself out. <laughs> That's how he convinces him, by just roughing him up. Well, he says, like, earlier on in the scene, he says, I don't think we're introduced, friend. So when Gordon goes back to him, he just punches him in the face. He goes, I'm Dr. Gordon. Yes. Now we're introduced. Get the fucking car. I didn't enjoy that. What? Because there's no way that this pencil neck dork could roughhouse with John Saxon. It's sad Saxon, though, isn't it? It's sad Sack. Saxon was in Enter the Dragon. I know he was. I know he was. He, but this is years <laughs> later. He won a fight against Bolo Young by kicking him in the dick. Well, that's fair enough. Gordon tips out his vodka. Vodka bottle uses that, goes and gets a bit of holy water because they've got to sanctify the ground. And he tries to steal the crucifix, but the priest catches him at the end. Go, what are you doing with that? Put that down. He's like, all right, I'll bring it back. Here's me, here's me. Uh, here's me license. Yeah. Junkyard. They buried Freddy in a junkyard in the coolest car in the junkyard. Deep in the heart of this place, says John Saxon. And it's in the back of the obvious caddy. Now, Nancy manages to get back to the hospital. Big Laz, Larry, won't let her in to see the Kristen because she's been drugged up and she's been a bad lad. So you can't go in there. So she's like, oh, let me go and say bye to the other side kids. And it's like, yeah, OK. She's like, right, hypnosis time. This is it. We're going to the dream realm to save Joey and Kristen. She says, I'm not going to kid you. This is dangerous now. It's as dangerous as it, as it gets. If you die in this dream, you die for real. Kincaid says, let's go and kick this motherfucker's ass all over dreamland. Yeah. So sassy. The kids meet up with Patricia in the dream realm, in the quiet room. That is quite difficult to say, that sentence. Blades slash the walls in the padded cell. Blades, who's Freddy, isn't it? That's what he does, plays. They all get separated with feathers and they're all going into their own separate nightmare. Patricia dreams that she's at home 
in her room at the start of the film. It's Doc and Deja Vu. It's the fire! But this time, Freddy wants the bourbon. Freddy chops off Mum's head and says, listen to your mother. The bourbon? Sorry. The the biscuits? Sorry, yeah, say that again. <laughs> Where, where's the bourbons? Where's the bourbons? Not the to bourbons. To be fair, I'd prefer a bourbon to a bourbon. Because oh, whiskey's horrible. I like a bourbon. I, 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 I yeah. like a bourbon. I like a bourbon. So yeah, Does a bourbon to... go with a bourbon? Maybe. There's only one way to find out. We'll try it. I ain't scared of mixing food together. We'll do it. We'll try it. Bourbon and bourbons. I've never been afraid of putting two different foods together. Do you know what that's called? That's called fusion. Fusion. Yeah, that's basically food jazz. We did fusion in the pod. We did, because I put a hot pepperoni through the middle of a pan of chocolate and you ate it and I filmed it. But I couldn't bring myself to put it on the internet because it just looks sad. You are both <laughs> monsters. Oh, mm. That was a good time. It was good, good time. Good little, good little holiday weekend. That one. We'll do it again. We'll go soon. When, when, when plaguey, I'll come along too. Yeah, come to the pod. they got uh, Friday the 13th style cabins there, isn't they? We could go and get one of them, but I like the pod. I fell asleep on the floor. Yeah, he did. Fell asleep drunk on the floor of the pod. But he saw him in the recovery up. position. No, he stood up bolt upright and he went, Why have you woken me up? Have we got any wine? No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Freddy chops Mum's head off. Fuck you, Mum. <laughs> yeah. Neon alleyway. There's a guy down there that looks like the fella from Jaws, doesn't he, Fletch? He stands up, the old tramp stands up, walks towards Terran. And I thought it was the uh, hollering, hollering man from the Jaws film. Yeah. <laughs> With his eyes, they called the black doll's eyes. Your impression is rubbish. You do it though. He it goes, is rubbish. He goes, black eyes like a doll's eyes. Keep looking at you. Carry on. Well, entered do your fine Spanish ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not him. It's Freddy. It's old Krooks. Freddy Krueger turns up and she says, because she's got two knives, that's her power. Let's dance. She's got glittery boobs on this bit as well. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. But you did. So she has a knife fight with Freddy. <laughs> but Freddy's like, oh, I ain't got a minute. Let's have a bit of heroin, because I've got loads of it on my fingers. <laughs> and Freddy has got syringe fingers. And she says, I don't do drugs no more. And he says, yeah, you do. And she's got little mouths. Oh. Ugh, little mouths on the arm. so bone. yicky. Oh, give us some heroin. Give us the heroin. Ugh. The syringes look like they've got windily. Yeah, they do. It's just... <laughs> it's comedy heroin, isn't it? <laughs> I, I didn't find it funny. I thought it was really dark and really nasty. It was good. It was really good. And then when he kills her, he says, oh, what a rush. Shout out to the Road Warriors. Oh, no. We, just, we did we just recently lost do his animal. It's all right. Can we have a moment for animal? Rope warrior animal, please. Yes. Oh, oh, hello, cat. Hey. <laughs> no, not partial to wrestling. She ain't bothered. No. So I met road warrior animal, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, I worked on a show with him a few years ago. He was a nice fella, down to earth, good mm. bloke. Still had the hairdo. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Now we get wizard boy wheelchair death scene. See, I really liked the fact that the nerd had a nerdy mage power. And I got genuinely upset when he died. The Wizard Boys scene, Freddy creates a wheelchair of death, a bladed chariot, if you will, and sends that after him. He says, you look tired. Take a seat. Because is, is, is that a pun? It's a double pun, yeah. bro. And he says, when you wake up, though, Will, it's back in the center again. Did the wheelchair remind you? What was that film with the the samurai and the baby, and the and the, the cart was like made of weaponry? Wolf and Cub. Uh, yeah, that's the one. That ah. Oh. It reminded me of the drill machine in Labyrinth. The cleaner. The cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Now you've said it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I'll oh, Freddy, another one. There's another pun. There's another chair one. <laughs> it's the chair for you, kids. <laughs> that one was less subtle. He turns into a wizard in the dream world. He's got a cape, he's got like a Dracula cape. And do you notice they don't mention Dungeons and Dragons? 
I don't say Dungeon Master, he says Wizard Master. Is that like a copyright issue, do you think? I guess so. I guess so, Maybe. yeah. But he has a cape and he, he shoots lasers out of his finger like the Emperor. Pshoo! At Freddy Krueger. And he's like, oh no! Magic! Magic! But then he, he picks up the wizard and he says, I don't believe in fairy tales, and he just stabs him. I was devoed. I wanted the nerd to live. What I thought about this was... So they go into the dream world and realise that they're all superheroes then. Yeah. And he's just battering him. Yeah, he just smashes him. He's still beating It's just him. nothing. Yeah. It's just nothing. Because he is the king of the dream realm. That's what it is. It's kind of like that... Like, you see this sometimes in films. And it's really effective in horror films where you get something that is from a children's film where the child, like, wins and they just get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, because mm. it doesn't... For example, like the Babadook. Have you ever tries, watched that? The Babadook, he tries to home alone it, doesn't it? Yeah, he's got all these tools and things and he's got all these little inventions and he's kind of like Kevin McAllister and stuff, but it just means nothing. Yeah, it just the does nothing. Just walks over him. Yeah. Good stuff, good point. Yeah, it's it's almost, it's seeing the end of a childhood. That's what it is. It's like yeah. realising that death is real and that Father <laughs> Christmas is not real. I think there's something in this, though. You've got to think that a lot of horror fans tend to be teenagers, early 20s. You get into horror as a kid and you kind of stick at it as you in your late teens. I think this is quite deliberate, that something that resonates with their memories of not that long ago and they're all getting absolutely horrifically murderised. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Mm. So on the same level that like Host works now as a scary film, because that's what we're used to seeing. But speaking of changing the your environment, Nancy finds Kristen within the dream world and they hear a banging, a rat-a-tat-tatting at the wall and then King K just smashes through the wall. It says, I thought he heard voices. Here he is. Note, now, King Cade. Sleeveless. Totally sleeveless. Have to be. He can't have sleeves. He's too sassy. It would be illegal. He's just too much beef, Mark. Mm. They, can't, beef they can't hold him. Sass combo. You can't keep all that beef in sleeves. Yeah, and he says, Freddy, where are you hiding at, you bird face, pussy? I'm sleeveless, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, he says, come get a piece of me. Cougar! And then a doorway appears with a spiral staircase and the, the kids and Nancy make their way down the spiral staircase. Meanwhile, back in the junkyard, Fred's bones are hidden in the back of the obvious caddy. Shady Saxon tries to make a run for it. Gordon's got the keys and going, where are you going, Saxon? Get back here and dig old. Joey's still tongue-tied, looking like he's been left there by a Bond villain or Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Like he's just going, yes, I'll leave you in peril and I'll go deal with the other children. They say, just let him go, Fred, let him let him go. And he says, bad choice of words, really, isn't it? Bad choice of words. Ah. Your wish is my command. And he releases the tongue worms. Nancy saves him just in time. King K, strong beefy boy, gets them both out of the hole. Whew. Kristen flips and kicks Freddy. Bosh, because that's her skill. She's like a dream ninja. King K twats Freddy with a big pipe. Bosh, have that, Freddy. It doesn't mean anything, don't it? But Nancy sticks a spear through him, like, runs him through, like that. But then she's like, oh my God, he's still coming. He's never been so strong. Freddy pulls out the fucking stick. He's like, I'll take your spear out. And he mocks Nancy by licking it. He does that a lot, doesn't he, Freddy? It's one of his trademarks, but he licks it. He's just so... The way that Robert Englund plays him as this man who delights in cruelty, it's great fun to watch. He pulls his jumper open. The reason he's so powerful is he's powered by the souls of dead children that their faces are already crying and screaming on his belly. One of them dribbled as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it. They're all gooey. It's really good. Yeah. Screamy face, body, love heart. Saxon and Gordon are digging big old, big old in the junkyard. And they're like, wait, something's here. I can hear something. They're like, we're alone, says Saxon. This is why I picked this place. But then all the cars come to life. Haunted cars. Honk, 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 honk. Like haunted metal geese. They honk at Saxon and Gordon in the night. Uh, this is where you get the uh, Freddy Ray Harryhausen style skeleton fight. First with Dr. Gordon. And then you got Clash of the Saxons. Yeah. <laughs> but Saxon falls foul of uh, Clash of the Freddy Titans. That's it. <laughs> he, he stabs him, boom, and he chucks him on a big spike. Dead. 
knocks Gordon out, so, like starts burying him in the hole, starts chucking, chucking mud on Gordon. Then he stops it and he realizes what he's done. He lets out, he bellows out a war cry. He goes, Wah! and then crumbles and goes back to the dream realm. Why? Because he had to go back to the real world to sort his bones out. Yeah, but why don't he finish the job? Because Nancy's in the dream realm. Why don't you just bury the dude though? I don't know. I don't know. He only puts like four shovels on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just goes, oh, I can't be asked for this. Oh, fuck this. Yeah. So now we're in a room full of mirrors and the mirrors, guys, are full of Freddy's. He drags everybody in, apart from Joey. Joey is cowering in the corner. Remember, guys, Joey is a mute. He has not found his dream power. But he stands up and screams, no, because his dream power is talking and shouting. So, yeah, he screams, no! And all the mirrors shatter, and all, all the kids and Nancy come back out of the mirrors from which they had been grabbed. And Nancy's like, that's it, kids. It's over. It's finally over. Then Return of the Jedi John Saxon comes down. Yes. <laughs> and says, <laughs> I've passed over, darling. I'm sorry for all the terrible things that I've always done. I, I, I was a right shit dad, and then I got drunk. I'm sorry for that. Give us a hug. And she says, oh, dad. Gives her a hug. Bosh! It's not dad. It was a fucking red herring. It's not John Saxon. It's Freddy bloody Krueger. And, and he stabbed her in the belly with her fingers. Nancy is dead. What? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah. believe they killed off Nancy. I was like, what? What? Well, her dream screams are so loud that it wakes up Gordon in the real world and he's covered in dirt and he goes, Nancy, Nancy, I gotta bury the bones. I got to bury the bones. So he climbs up and he pushes the bones into the hole from whence he climbed. Back in the dream world, Nancy grabs Freddy from Kristen, stabs him with his own blade-edged fingers. And Freddy's like thrashing around like, like a bit of a, you know, like he's been stabbed in the belly. Back in the real world, Gordon, bones in the hole. And then what does he use, Flesh? He's got the vodka bottle. He's got the vodka bottle. He's got the vodka bottle full of holy water. Water of Christ. The power of Christ compels him. And then back in the dream world, Freddy Krueger's wicking around in circles and like Jesus lasers are firing out of him. Like, <laughs> he's just smashing it. He's just wetting him. He's wetting, wetting him. him, wetting him, wetting him. Power of Christ compels you. <laughs> And it fires out of him. And then he puts crucifix on his head and he burns his head. And he's, like, and he's gone. That's it. The power of God. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. That, that is. is. It does feel like a cop out to me. The goodies win because they believe in God. Well, well. That's the that only criticism the... I have about this film is that that's too easy and it's a bit bollocks. Too easy? Too easy as writing. Too simplistic as writing. Listen, Mark. God always wins. <laughs> We're not having this conversation. <laughs> well, because be God fair. does always win. We live in the only country where we have 26 unelected clerics in our parliament. There's only Britain and Iran that have unelected clerics in their parliaments. Do you want me to douse you with holy water? Which will do fuck all. <laughs> I'm dousing, I'm dousing. Well, let, well let's, let's be controversial here because Freddy Krueger's a made-up person and so is baby Jesus, so it's all <laughs> fine. It's all fine. Nancy's funeral, that's it. All the kids are looking sad. Ghost Nun is over there in the background. She pops up to the funeral. Dr. Gordon goes up to see Ghost Nun. What does he see, Fletch? The headstone of Amanda Krueger. Yeah, and he says, you were his mother. Bam! And he drops the Ghost Nun bomb. And that's that's it, yeah. Which is kind of clever. That bit's clever. I quite like that. Nice twist. But as Gordon sleeps after the funeral, next to the effigy of the house that his girlfriend grew up in and died in, that he kept in his house, yeah, the light comes on. Freddy is not dead. Dokken plays powerful ending song. All right. Good stuff. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, good stuff. What did you, you enjoyed that, didn't you, Mark? Well, this film... I feel like it cleverly expands the world established in the first film whilst ignoring the second film completely. And I like how it emphasises the character's strengths and flaws in the elaborate deaths and the jokes that Freddy makes. I genuinely think I actually prefer this to the first film. And the first film's an absolute classic. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people say. This is. This... I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people say that this is their favourite in the series. I... 
for me, I think it's the one that I've seen the most. I don't know whether it's my favourite or not. I would actually go as far as saying that this is Wes Craven's best film. Well, he wrote it. But yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. It's definitely better than uh, New Nightmare and Freddy's Dead. Again, maybe this is my lack of understanding when it comes to tat. This is intelligent, innovative, thoughtful, genuinely scary, and the effects are excellent. Is that... Does that mean it's not tat? No. Oh, Mark. Mark. Every time. It's nearly... It's been nearly two years, mate. Look. Look. Do you not understand what tat is? Tat is like if you have a glass of milk and then you drink it and you go, that's not milk, that's coke. What? So it's kind of like when you're drinking a glass of milk, but imagine if it's actually just biscuit. Yeah. What? Yeah. If you were to drive a car into into a wall, and as you hit the wall, the car becomes a bike and you're hitting a blanket. That's tat. That is tat. Yeah. Are you... What, the, the, what are you on? If right. You, if, so it's kind of like... It's kind of like if you were... So you're putting your shoes on in the morning, right? Right. And they're they're your shoes. They're your shoes, Mark. Yeah. Okay. It's like that. It's like, huh? It's like a hot soup, Mark. It's like a, a hot tomato soup on a, on a cold afternoon. But when you when you drink that hot soup, it's oxtail. I'm vegetarian. And, I shouldn't have oxtail soup. Well, that's it. But you don't mind. It's a different. It's a it's a it's an exotic treat. Yeah. But, it, but it's quite a bland exotic treat. Yeah. Did Do you, know you just describe oxtail soup as an exotic treat? Well, it is if you're a vegetarian, mate, and, you, <laughs> and you're delving in the soups. Yeah. Okay. Getting into the soup business. Yeah. I mean, think about it. This is it. Just think about just it. Getting into the I mean, soup business. What do you think, Tatties, Mark, at the end of the day? I mean, it's been going on for nearly two years, and you... I, I just don't... want to watch some 80s horror films, mate. Okay. <laughs> we just... I mean, we've described it in the plainest terms. I yeah, think. I think it's quite easy to understand. Yeah. But maybe he needs some kind of tap Rosetta Stone that we that we naturally have mm. within us. I don't know. I don't know. Something you can't teach, Mark. That's something we've found. Clearly. Yeah. Thank you for joining us this week on the Super Tap Film Club. Sorry, Fletcher, I didn't ask you, did you enjoy the film? Did you enjoy the film? Oh, well, who cares what I think? Oh, did you enjoy Jesus. What, did you enjoy No, well, no, you're just going to end the episode. End the episode. No one cares what Fletch thinks. Fletcher, did you... <laughs> begin, beginning to feel a little underappreciated around here. Did you like the film? Just say yes, because you did like the film, didn't you? What? Just say yes, because you liked the film. No. No? <laughs> you liked it. You just watched it and you told me you liked it. No. We've changed your mind now. Yes. Right, okay. Now, thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. We all enjoyed the film apart from Fletcher until five minutes ago. He thought it was great. Now he, now he hates it. But thank you for voting for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Next week is our last public vote. We are doing Halloween because we're nearly at Halloween. And we're doing Halloween Resurrection. That's yeah. the one you wanted to do, wasn't it? That's what you wanted to do, wasn't it, Fletch? Yeah. Yeah, you did. So yes. we put it in there. We put it in there for you. So Well, that's not why we put it in. We put it in because you, the listener, voted for it. Yes, they did. They did vote for it. And now they're, they're, their their is gone from next week. They've gone. Power yeah, that's it. That's your, last, that's your last one you get. Fucking leave us alone, if anything. Mm. Please don't forget to listen to our friends, Laser Graves, Bad Taste Video, Neon Brainiacs, Play Your Pods Right, which Mark was on a couple of weeks ago. It was. Check that out. Patreon. Don't forget, you can uh, you can give us some money if you fancy giving us some money. We have got a bonus episode up. Uh, me and Fletcher got really pissed and watched Critters a couple of days ago and popped that on there, which is quite funny, apparently, but I can't remember recording it. Also, check out Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks, another podcast I've been listening to a lot. If you like punk rock and you like horror films, I like both of those things. Nice. Yeah, get on that. Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya.